welcome to another episode of the Two Shots Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Garcia. And today I'm going to be joined by my friends here, my, my good friends, Josh Perez with uh, Project Spurs and also a writer for Air Alamo. How are you doing today, Josh? Pretty good. How are you? Doing good. Glad you could join me here in the studio. Of course. And we're also going to be joined by the one and only, and, and might I say, looking very <laughs> dapper now, how he, we were just yeah. saying how nice he looks on the camera, <laughs> how nice he's situated in between me and Josh, making me look like a big old fat guy now, is, uh, is the newly thinned out Rudy Campos Jr., yeah, I uh, they say the camera adds ten pounds, but definitely it's subtracting ten pounds from me. I'm not this thin. Don't don't think I'm this thin at all. Trust me, I'm not. He he really is that thin. He's he's just being <laughs> he's being humble right now. <laughs> I gotta eat humble pie, man. I gotta eat humble pie. <laughs> but I gotta say, you're looking good, brother. Just keep it up, man. Thank you, thank you. I'm I'm trying. It's a struggle because you're in San Antonio and there's nothing but good food around and. I am craving tacos. I haven't craved tacos since before February. Now I'm craving them. And that's going to be the challenge for me right now. Yeah, I'm, I'm craving me some Burger Boy. And it's just around the corner. So I had it. Okay. Bunless Burger Boy. The keto burger. I had that. Mm. So I, I want to know what fix. that's like. I haven't tried that yet. It's not as good without the bun. But mm, it's I mean, still Burger Boy. Man, it's, it's still a burger. You get your burger fixing either yeah. way. I bought the fries and I just sniffed them and <laughs> threw them away. You lick, <laughs> I licked the fries and I threw them away. <laughs> That's that is a good one, man. But we're here today to go ahead and start uh, talking to you guys about you know Team USA basketball that's going to be starting. The Olympics are set to begin tomorrow, actually. Which is, if I remember correctly, uh, last time I talked to my friend Taro, around eleven to twelve midnight our time is around nine o'clock a.m. over in Tokyo. So the games okay. are actually pretty much uh, getting underway or they're going to have the opening ceremonies probably sometime around 11 or 12 o'clock i would think mm -hmm. uh they start prepping and then this and and at the evening time i believe is when they're gonna go ahead and have the opening ceremonies so i think we're gonna see those on a delay it's gonna be new to us but for the people in tokyo they're already yeah. gonna see that um so that's exciting you know specifically we want to see team usa basketball and our very own keldon johnson compete and i'm looking at the schedule right here uh, the first game for Team USA is scheduled to kick off on Sunday, July the 25th. And they're going to start at 7 a.m. playing France. You got to wake up early for that one, Josh. Oh, yeah. I'll be ready, though. You're going to be ready? You're going to yeah. be drinking your coffee? Yeah, I got my dogs sitting next to me. I'll be good. I don't know. Rudy, you're going to be nursing a hangover watching the game? <laughs> <laughs> I haven't had a hangover since February or before February. I'll, I'll be fine. I'll be awake, but whether I'm actually watching the game, I I don't know, man. I'm, you know, it's the Olympics. I, I'm ready for it. I want to see Keldon play, but I'm kind of scared of this France team. I think if they go one and one in their first two, I wouldn't be surprised. It it's also very interesting. It's going to be interesting to see what happens because I know that the you know the reserves, the the final NBA finals guys yeah. are joining on. I think they're flying Friday, so it's like, are they already going to be playing and? Is Keldon even going to be getting any minutes or a few minutes? Yeah. Like, I mean, because they're going to have Devin Booker, Middleton now. Like, I mean, it is Pop, though, so he might give him still. I mean, especially after the last game. But Boy, is he, I just so you think he's going to need some time to recover still, Book? You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> On the, after taking that flight with the, those two bucks. Yeah, after <laughs> taking that L. Well, at least, <laughs> at least Kendall's not in his life anymore, I'm sure. She broke up with him when he lost the title. So No, Mama only likes winners <laughs> is what you're saying. Uh, I guess. I mean, how many winners are actually on on that group? But let's not get into that. Let's not get into that. All right. Well, the thing is, too, with uh, Team USA, and one of the things that I really liked is the docuseries that's uh, been coming out here on the Peacock Network. For It's called Ball and Glory, for Ball and Glory. And it gives you behind the scenes uh, as far as what's going on with Coach Pop, the coaching staff, the players. Uh, even, you know, prior uh, teams uh, that have come before uh, this current roster and, and showing just, you know, behind the scenes and then their struggles and, uh, you know, the journeys that the said teams have had throughout, uh, you know, competing in the Olympics. And one of the things I liked, too, was just seeing Coach Pop mm -hmm. talking with these players and then the admiration and respect they had for him and just hearing uh, the respect that some of the other coaching staff has for, for Coach Pop. And, you know, and they're just saying that he's such a good uh, players coach you know the players have much respect for him and they just listen to him and even the coaching staff you know just you know nothing but admiration and praise for coach pop even though he's been getting a lot of flack lately 
because they lost their two exhibition games. Um, And, you know, it's one of those things. And one of the things that I remember hearing specifically uh, from Coach Pop in the first episode of this docuseries for Ball and Glory is he says, you got to respect these teams. He was trying to instill that into this current roster uh, with Team USA, telling them that a lot of these international teams have played together for many years. You can't take them for granted. He goes, you got to respect every single one of them because any one of these teams can beat you guys, you know, if you don't respect them. Mm-hmm. And I think they got humbled, you know, in their exhibition games, uh, probably because they did just that. They didn't take the team serious and they were just playing around out there and, and not uh, playing good team ball. You know, uh, that ball movement was in what wasn't isn't what it used to be, you know, and you saw them really start turning things around. And that last exp- exhibition game that they had where Keldon exploded uh, for a good many points. But what did you all think? Have you seen that docuseries? Yeah. So I actually was just watching it today. I got a couple more of the episodes. I think it's for Ball and Country. Yeah, for Ball for, and Country. Yeah. Um, but I was uh, maybe on the third one where they start talking about, you know, they're about to travel to Tokyo. And there was, uh, I, I did enjoy, you know, I think this one on Twitter when... Uh, Popovich was running suicides himself on the, you know, the coaching staff all ran suicides on the court. Oh, yeah. And it was to show, you know, that he wanted the team to hold him accountable just like he's holding them accountable. So whenever, you know, you know, of course, he's what 70 something and he's running with, you <laughs> know, Doka, whoever else was out there, just the young guys. And you could see, um, you know, the team really appreciate that. Um, I think Lillard gave pop a high five after that and they were all just kind of laughing so they definitely have the chemistry there like the camaraderie it's just about on court chemistry that i'm still kind of worried about especially because the other teams have years worth of that and we're talking about guys that are going to be flying in two days before the olympics starting and wanting to just get right on the court and it's going to be very interesting but yeah that documentary is definitely highly recommend that yeah, I don't know if you've seen the docuseries yet or not, Rudy, but really I, good. I'm not going to lie. I haven't seen it yet, but the reason why is because I was finishing up Loki. So, oh, yeah, oh, yeah I, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'm way behind. I'm way behind. But I was finishing that up, but I will end up seeing it. But it, it's, you know, it comes back to the whole team. You'll say, you know, you've got new players coming in, then not respecting the other countries. I mean, that's why I'm saying this France game, the game number one is kind of concerning me. You've got five guys around NBA rosters led by Rudy Gobert. I mean, they're not big names, what Frank Nittichilli, uh Nicholas Batum, or to name a few. They're not huge names, but again, it goes back to these guys have played together for so long. They can be a problem for this USA team. And you've got like Josh saying, you got Buck, you got Middleton coming in. It's not like we're getting, you know, LeBron or anybody else coming to the Olympics. I mean, these guys are good. They're going to help out Team USA. But to get these guys acquainted with each other at this point of the game, I almost would have just said, stay home. Don't come by because, (laughs) I mean, I'm going to have to throw you in there somewhere. I can't bench Booker and Middleton. I mean, you really can't. But at this point, it's just let me let you stay home. Let's do what we got. Honestly, man, I, I don't. I'm not excited for this Olympics because not because they lost already a couple of times. It's just I'm really not excited about this Olympics at all, at all. I don't know why. Maybe it's just maybe it's the COVID stuff going on. Maybe it's whatever. I don't know. You know, the one thing I did want to mention was I get so many listeners say, "Well, Dame Leonard's talking about Pop, and he loves Pop. Why? Why can't he come to San Antonio?" Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, the people got to understand. It's not that they don't want to come to San Antonio. We can't attract a free agent. Our pockets are so thin that we can't afford what they want to get paid without giving up one of your key players or two key players. So, yeah, I love to play for Pop, but you know what, Pop? I love you, but you can't afford me. It's like the company that wants you to go work for them. You know, well, I love you, but you can't afford me. That's what people got to understand. So all the stuff you hear about players loving Pop, everybody loves Pop. Everybody does, except the reporters that, you know, he gives crap to. But <laughs> everybody loves him. It's just playing for him. It, it just it costs money, man. It costs money. But as far as limits goes, I, 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 don't, I can't. I'm not really too excited about it. <laughs> I really am not. I'm being honest. Well, I'm excited about, you know, watching the Olympic Games. I and mean, we got the first game coming up on Sunday. And I know we have a couple more games. I think it was a total of three games. Mm-hmm. I believe, Josh, uh, that they have scheduled before. Yeah, uh, they, they have, have a few already scheduled, and then the rest are going to be to be determined, like yeah. semis and stuff. 
because the first game's on Sunday. Second game's going to be on Wednesday, July the 28th. Uh, they're going to play Iran, I believe. And that better be a win. I know. If they lose <laughs> that, that better. Win. If they lose that, they're just flying back home. There's no <laughs> oh reason to play anymore. Well, that game starts at 12:40 a.m. Yeah, so it's so, around 11:40 yeah, our time. Somebody needs to DM the Olympic Committee and be like, "Hey, we want to see the guys play in the evening, not the morning." <laughs> I mean, some of us do like to party till three in the morning. Oh lord! And speaking <laughs> about partying, I, I think one of my cameras out here is on the fritz. Good thing that I have a backup one, so. We'll have to replace that one after oh, the live oh, stream. Rudy's, Was Rudy's it Rudy's frozen, yeah. Oh, that's good. They don't need to see me anymore. <laughs> Apparently, they can't see me behind the mic anymore. So. <laughs> there you go. Well, the, the next game that they have after the Wednesday game is going to be on Saturday, July the 31st. That game is going to be played again, Josh, 7 a.m. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm ready. I think they're going to be playing uh, Czechoslovakia uh, on that game. And unfortunately, we don't have anything else that's been released on the schedule. We won't any. We won't know anything until we see the the teams start winning and losing, and then they're going to have the schedule revamped again. Uh, it goes all the way up until Monday, August the second, and then it just says to be determined at that point. Maybe they expect Team USA to lose, and they're just like, uh, "We're not going to add any games that, anymore." That's the scary part here: that <laughs> if Team USA doesn't take some of these teams seriously, that could be a very real possibility. And the one game I'm kind of with you on that one that's kind of scary is this France game. Yeah. You know? It so is. They got him in the FIBA 2019, yeah. Yeah. so they're probably the same guys. <laughs> so it's, yeah, the same group of guys. Same Just look at what happened with Spain. Spain's still rolling out the same ro- roster with Rookie Rubio, and they got Freaking the Gasol brothers out there. 60-year-old pal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, his beard's looking really great. It's sitting in really but, nice. But you get, like, we're talking 60-year-old pal Gasol, 58-year-old Mark Gasol, but then you got, you know, 50-year-old Patty Mills. There's something about <laughs> Olympic play our Olympic basketball that turns these guys back into the greatest of all times for their country. What's what's up with Patty though, man? When Patty plays with the San Antonio Spurs, at times he looks great. But when you get FIBA Patty and he's playing for his country, it's like the dude turns into Superman or something, man. Well okay, so it's like one of the uh one of Dan Mullen's players uh for Florida uh the other day asked him, what would you do? Olympic gold medal or win a Super Bowl? It's like Olympic gold medal all day. You're, rep- you're, you're the best of the country. Yeah. You're the best in the world. And I think that's how some of these guys look at it. Patty Mills is like, I've won titles, but I want the gold for my country yeah. to say that I'm the best in the world, not just the best in the United States. Yeah. So gotcha. maybe that's what it is. I mean, is there any possible way we can make Patty Olympic Patty for the Spurs? I oh, mean, man. I don't know. Right. I, I don't know how to do it, but I would love to have Olympic Patty here for uh, San Antonio. Yeah, I would like to have FIBA Patty out here all the time, too. But unfortunately, with these long schedules, we see that when you're getting up there in age, you need your rest in between games. And the schedule is not kind for the Spurs last season. Hopefully things turn around yeah. this coming season and we don't have to contend so much with COVID-19. But moving forward here, let's go ahead and talk about Keldon Johnson. Keldon Johnson being named to Team USA uh, in that last exp- exp- exhibition game that they had. He really lit it up, man. He really put on his show. He looked great out there. And you had a lot of, uh, let's say, fans or the casuals that didn't really know a lot about <laughs> Keldon Johnson. And we saw what happened. I know Spurs Twitter. Y'all, y'all <laughs> make those kids uh, delete their, <laughs> their, their live stream and their post and whatnot. Are you talking about Napoleon and James yeah, Franco? And exactly. Yeah, okay. Those kids. <laughs> those kids. But there was other, you know, other analysts and other people in the media kind of saying, well, it's, you know, like Kendrick, our good friend, friend Kendrick Perkins, you know, he's so whatever, he's an idiot. But <laughs> <laughs> he was saying, you know, things about Keldon and about Coach Pop and that, oh, it's favoritism. And, you know, they have somebody like Trey Young who wants to play. And it is what it is at this point. I mean, look, at the end of the day, Coach Pop can recommend, you know, Keldon Johnson. But at the end of the day, it's the, the people who are running Team mm-hmm. USA. Colangelo and them. Yeah, yeah. They're going to decide, you know, and say, hey, this kid. Looks like he can really uh, be an asset for Team USA. Let's go ahead and put him on the team, you know. Um, and look what he did. He made everybody eat crow. He looked really good out there. Uh, I believe he finished the game with something like 15 points. Yeah. He had a couple blocks. He had some steals. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he was, I mean, he had a spectacular dunk, too. I'm not going to lie. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's that's my boy right there, Keldon Johnson, re- you know, representing the San Antonio Spurs. Uh, yeah. So he made a lot of people take notice of him. And you could see that... Uh, 
being a part of Team USA is just going to help him elevate his game that much more. Uh, what did you think of seeing Keldon, you know, being named to Team USA, Josh? I mean, obviously it's great for the Spurs. It's great for him, his development. Um, I'm all for it. I could see from the outside it looking suspicious to know just to the casual fan where it's like, okay, um, Pop was uh, coaching in 2019, the FIBA, and Derek White was on the team. Some people thought maybe he didn't belong there. And then now Keldon Johnson on the team, and then he's promoted. But then you see what he does, and it's like we need those glue guys, uh, glue guys there to be able to keep the team together. You're not just going to have, you know, Trey Young, Damian Lillard, all on, like there's already not a lot of passing in some of these lineups, <laughs> Team USA <laughs> with, uh, and then you're going to add Booker, and yeah. you know you're going to need guys to do some of the just just the intangible things, and and you know not saying that you know Kevin Durant. And, and them don't do that. Obviously, they do. Um, at a certain point, you do need some of those other guys. Draymond Green, I wouldn't really consider him a superstar, but he's he plays well for them. He finds he yeah. finds cutters. He plays well with Keldon, I think. And he's a good role player. Yeah, he def- he's definitely, and that's what Keldon is too. But, you know, people don't really know that yet. They think his name is Kelvin or something. I think he was <laughs> trending the night, the night he played well. He was Hashtag and, Kelvin Johnson. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think Kelvin was like uh, uh, trending on Google or something. Uh, and so, I mean, at this point, just accept that he's on a team. He belongs there. And he's going to hopefully make us all proud and, and play as well as he did. Hopefully he'll get minutes when the, the new guys come, you know, finally join the team. Um, but I, I was very excited that night uh, to see him. Yeah, I was too. And Rudy, I know, you know, you've interviewed uh, Keldon Johnson before over at the studio, I believe twice already with the sports time. Yeah. What did you think about Keldon being named to Team USA? And what do you think he's going to do for the team moving forward? Well, as far as him being named to Team USA, I was excited. It's a great opportunity, especially for a guy of his age and only been in the uh, league for a couple of years. I mean, that's that's remarkable right there. What, you know, whether he's playing for the Olympic squad or not, if he gets like Christian Leitner minutes, which are garbage time minutes. It doesn't matter. What I look at it is the fact of the experience he's getting practicing with these guys, you know, day in and day out. You only get this kind of group together at the all-star break. So if you look at it, he's getting practice sessions with all-star caliber players, with superstars of the league. You don't get that in the offseason. You don't get this kind of group come together and say, hey, we're going to practice every single day. No. He's getting that kind of he's getting those kind of reps, whether it be in the game or not. No matter what, the experience is going to be fantastic for him. I hope he does good. I hope he gets a lot of time. I hope he makes a big time statement for Team USA. But at the same time, if he doesn't, I'm not going to be Spurs fan where I'm pissed off because he doesn't get minutes. I'm looking at it like, okay, you didn't get minutes, great, but you got to rub elbows with KD. You got to rub elbows with Draymond day in day out that's the type of experience that we want to see these young guys get DeJounte would have been perfect for it Derek White would have been perfect for it but a guy like Keldon I mean it's absolutely remarkable I love it that's that's what I'm looking at it's the experience for him to get that you know knowledge from these players and take that next step in his game so you know and you said meeting him yeah I met him hung out with him one time over at Salvation Army too which was pretty cool the kid is so humble yeah. This is this is something that I am excited for because it's humbling experience for him. He's learning. He's going to take that next step. Future face of the franchise. I told you before when we drafted him, he's going to be the future face of the franchise. He's well on his way for that. Yeah, I, I loved me uh, some Keldon Johnson. In fact, uh, Josh has the Keldon Johnson sticker uh, that oh, yeah. we have in yeah. my in the merch store for two shots on his on his laptop. So. Thank you. Uh, I assume that you're a fan of, of Keldon Johnson as well, Josh. Of course, man. I got to be like Vicky and get myself a Fiesta Keldon jersey too. But Vicky gets mm-hmm. hers in the youth sizes. I wish <laughs> I could true. fit in some youth sizes. That. Oh wow! <laughs> I I'd look like a builder bear in the youth size, probably. I think it'd be looking like more like a crop top or something. <laughs> definitely, definitely. I I wouldn't be able to get it past my breast. That's for sure. That's for dang sure. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's a topic for another another <laughs> show after dark. Maybe the the sweep the league after dark show. Oh no, we we canceled those shows. There's no <laughs> way. Facebook sent me a season assist on that kind of stuff. Oh my <laughs> lord! But it's it's good for you know Keldon Johnson to get this um, experience with Team USA. You know he's going to learn from some of the best in the business. Hopefully he'll come back. You know and and be a better player because of this. I I would you know assume that he would. I would I, I actually like for him to. Maybe whisper into Damian Lillard's ear and say, "Come play for Coach." 
come to the Spurs. We need you here. I don't know if he would. Uh, it's kind of tough. I don't know if uh, y'all can probably crucify me. That's fine. At least you can see these guys on camera, not me. But does he fit in the Spurs organization? I don't know, dude. I mean, look at it this way. Would you rather have this is going to be a tough. Well, you ha- we had DeMar DeRozan, who was a scorer. Yeah, you have DeMar and then you have Damian Lillard. Which one would you want? I mean, I think it's clear that Dame yeah. Lillard. <laughs> but then you're letting Dame take over the show when you're going to lose touches for a Keldon for certain people. And that's what I'm saying. You get DeMar, he's a scorer. Does, what more does Dame bring other than a tad bit more of a scorer? Dame time. That's a very accurate thing, though. But, but I when mean, you're down 10, I mean, with five <laughs> seconds left, game time don't mean jack. I, I get where you're coming from, though. I get that like he's not ideal, but I still think you make it work. There's no superstar. There's no superstars on the Spurs right now, and that's mm-hmm. that's what is missing. And Damien is a superstar for a reason. Like I don't. He had 160 something clutch points, and you know he, he just doesn't really have the best system around him, and that's been yeah. an issue. We kind of have one here, so I, I, I mean, I'm not gonna sit here and say like he's like he should be the number one target, but he's the kind of guy that you would want. So I, I wouldn't. I mean, just depends on what it would take. I'm not against it, right? Yeah, I'm not against it, but I always look at the whole the, the big picture. Fit, it's like, yeah. does he really make? Does he add another five to six wins? I mean, maybe, but. I mean, he, uh, jacking up, what, 40 shots to get, you know, your 25 or 30 on the Spurs, yeah. it's kind of like, uh, I don't know if I like that kind of style of basketball. But if it wins, it wins, right? I mean, that's all that matters. Yeah, right. Well, we were talking about Damian Lillard, hi- hypothetical, you know, what if he joins the, the San Antonio Spurs? But getting into NBA free agency, yeah, we have some some issues to address. You know, namely, we don't know what's going to happen with some of our veterans. We have, mm-hmm. you know, one... Patty Mills, question mark on him, uh, DeMar DeRozan, and Rudy Gay. You know, the thing is, veterans are instrumental mm-hmm. uh, to a team as far as them moving forward, moving, you know, further into the, the playoffs or even making the playoffs. Like the San Antonio Spurs have now made the playoffs for the last two seasons. The one thing that we don't want to do in, in free agency is necessarily overpay for some of these veteran players that are so coveted uh, by a lot of these NBA teams. We want to be able to get, you know, players that are going to fill a role and may- maybe, you know, give us comparable, um, a comparable befor- performance such as one Patty Mills or, or Rudy Gay as far as what they were doing coming off the bench. There are some names out there, that, you know, that I guess are kind of flying under the radar. We've had some some of the guys from um, the Pacers. I believe there's two guys from the Pacers. Uh, I, I can't even look at anything right because I don't have my laptop, laptop <laughs> right. in front of me. So I'm going to have to rely on you, Josh. Uh, we have two free agents uh, from the Pacers that I think would be good assets. Uh, the names elude me at this. thing. one of them was Doug McDermott. I don't oh, know yeah, McDermott's yeah. One. Uh-huh. And there was another one, another player on there, too, that was, uh, I believe he comes off the bench. He's a, a role player, and I think he could, you know. Well, I think the only other one I can think of is TJ McConnell. TJ McConnell, is it. that's it. Um, so mm. I think they I could still haven't forgiven him for <laughs> saying that's what I do, and he made that that's, shot. That's what I do. <laughs> that yeah. was so annoying. But, but he could, they could, actually, you know, actually be able to come over if we can get him at the right price and you know fill a role. You know, that's my thing. So the names that Spurs fans are really accustomed to, Markinen or, or Collins, and some of these other free agents that they're they're wanting to go after, you're going to overpay for these players, mm-hmm. and that's the one thing that you don't want to necessarily do. If you can get some other players that will fill the, the role nicely, then so be it. You know, you're going to try and fill that role the best that you can. It might not necessarily be with with uh, names that you're familiar with. That's what I'm saying. And, and Spurs fans, I think, will will take issue with that and say, oh, the team's not going to get any better. We're, we're going to be in the same situation we're going to be in. If we don't have any bona fide superstars, what situation do you think we're going to be in right. for the next couple of seasons? It's going to hurt. It's going to hurt. Like I tell everybody. You're going to want the younger players to, to get that experience. They are not going to get the experience unless they get minutes. And they're going to make mistakes because they're inexperienced. So there's the conundrum that you're in, you know. But NBA free agency is coming up. What do you ex- expect the Spurs to do uh, in free agency? We'll start with you, Rudy. You know, the the name that comes up everywhere is John Collins. I mean, and then we saw today how pretty much Atlanta is going to let him become a restricted free agent. 
So that's going to be the guy you're probably going to throw all your money at to begin with. You're going to have a lot of money this offseason. So let's say for a fact that Rudy Gay doesn't come back. You're not bringing Patty back. Pretty much DeMar's gone, but you're going to try to do maybe a sign and trade so you can get some valuable assets for DeMar. But let's say that that happens. John Collins is the guy that you're probably going to throw all your money at. And this is what kind of sucks is that you have the draft before free agency. I'd love to get free agency started before the draft because you kind of screw yourself. I'm going to draft Kai Jones, but now John Collins <laughs> wants to come point. here. Yeah. It's like, oh, what do I do? But let me give you a couple of names. Larry Markkinen is the one. You need a stretch for um, – right, right, I mean, you can even put him at the center position. He's a stretch big guy, definitely a good shooter, has his defensive liabilities, but one guy who's going to be cheap, and he's a name, but he's going to be cheap, is Victor Oladipo. This hmm. guy, he's a two-time All-Star. He can get you buckets – he can play some D. Yes, he's had injuries. He's had some season-long injuries. But if he comes at a really discounted price, you need guards. You only have so three guards. Are we talking like dollar store clearance bin? Or? No, you're, you're talking <laughs> you're talking the Walmart $5 movie bin. You know, he's okay. you're, it's movies you want to see because they're good and you don't mind paying the five bucks for it. Well, they might have been watched and they might have been scratched and put Maybe back in so. the case, but they Maybe still so. got some, some good run on yeah, them. Yeah, it's the 1999 <laughs> good Xbox games that you see. You, you still want to <laughs> play that game because it's a good game. Depot... He still has some game in him. And yeah, I but think the Xbox, like the disc is all scratched up. That's the issue. Uh, but it still works. <laughs> it just it needs still some works. Lust. Spray some pledge on it. Rub it out. <laughs> Buff it out, baby. <laughs> it still works. You know, the, I like Oladipo. I just think that if you can get him really cheap, really inexpensive, gives you a scoring option. And what I love about it is he's a former all-star. Guys like that come in wanting to work, wanting to prove that they still have it. Why not do it for a team like the San Antonio Spurs? How old is Victor Oladipo, by the way? Uh, I need to get his age here. That's a really good question. I'm not too sure off if he's, if he's on the wrong side at 34, 35. Uh, he's 29. 29. Okay. So, I mean, he's still, he's got, still got some, got some tread on him. One name that, real quick, I'll give you another name that's outside of the box here that's getting a lot of traction is Rashawn Holmes, center from uh, Sacramento. Yeah, He's getting a ton of movement That one right I can now. be more on board with. So, yeah, I mean, <laughs> and he's not going to cost you an arm and a leg. So if you can go out and get a Rashawn Holmes, if you don't get a Collins, because I still say I like Phil Collins better than John Collins right now. But if you can get a Rashawn <laughs> Holmes, maybe a cheap price for Oladipo, you got your draft pick coming in. There, you can set up for something good that will allow the youth to continue to get minutes. I know the depot is just kind of like the guy that comes in and you yeah. know fills in here and there, almost like a Rudy Gay, almost like the way Rudy did in the beginning. Yeah. Just come in. Fill well, let me let me throw a name at you and let me see what you t- what you tell me. I believe okay. one of the names that I saw that was going to be on the free agent market is none other than former San Antonio Spur Dwayne Dedman. No, <laughs> no, <laughs> you're going to say that. I'll take yeah. former San Antonio Spur Danny Green. Yeah. Oh, no. I will. Or Kawhi Leonard. (laughs) Or Kawhi Leonard. Hey, I mean. I would welcome Kawhi back with open arms because you know what? I don't like living in NBA purgatory, (laughs) and I would rather go to the NBA playoffs. So, Kawhi, come home. (laughs) It's just uh, after this last whole thing with the Clippers and the injury again, and they're kind of in the dark, I'm just like, (laughs) sure, come home, but my God, if you do that again. (laughs) He's not going to be able to play the whole season. He's going to be on – Load management for, a, for many games. Chamber. Yeah, uh, Kawhi would be perfect to come back home to San Antonio, but I think after, you know, we've all forgiven him somewhat. Have you, Rudy? I have. I have. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I have. Um, but, you know, I, I don't call him the fake number two like I once did before. But, <laughs> um, but you know, you get him back, it's fine, but I kind of have a little sour taste in my mouth again because of what happened in Clipperland this past season. Mm-hmm. I mean... Come to find out, yeah, he really truly was injured, but it just felt like San Antonio all over again. You're not, you're sitting in a suite. You're not sitting on the bench with the team. You know, you're not traveling. You're not doing this. I yeah, mean, it's a it, five hour drive to get to it, game five. Or exactly. Six, he, he just not. It, just, I mean, he's, if you can get over the bad teammate part of Kawhi Leonard, yeah. then you want him here all day. Basically, is what it comes down to. Yeah. So let's go ahead and ask you, Josh. Any names you'd like to give us in NBA free agency that you think would be um, a, a good fit for the San Antonio Spurs? I was kind of trying to think of some others, too, that aren't talked about a lot. We do have Markkinen. I'm not quite sure about Markkinen. His defense, you know, is, is a little too, uh, maybe too much to get over for me. 
Um, I do like Collins. I think that would be a good fit. I know that they just uh, extended the qualifying offer or, you know, the mm-hmm. to put him into restricted for agency. So we'll see where that goes. But I think he would probably be, be one of my top options. Um, some other ones, Tory Craig in, in okay. Phoenix. You know, he's older. He's I think he's uh, 30, but he's just the kind of guy, like an all-around game, doesn't really get recognition. I, I wrote about him recently when I was kind of looking through um, different options. Um, I'm still not really sold on what it, you know, Kelly Oubre. He was another name that was being thrown out, but I feel like. What about really... Kelly Olenek? Mm, no. <laughs> it's getting <laughs> it up kinda, there. Yeah. I mean, I like that he can shoot threes and he's a big, but his, de- I don't like, I don't see his mobility being what the Spurs need. We kind of already had enough of that with Holdridge. Yeah. And I, I really just want to move on to an athletic big, which is what I think is the should be the priority in off season, whether it's draft or free agency and Olenek, while he can spread the floor, doesn't really bring that defensive mobility and can be like a, you know, a strong pick and roll finisher, like somebody that you could get in the draft at, at that, at that area. So Doug McDermott, like you said, is another good option. Um, but just as far as what I would expect, they're probably just going to end up getting like Furkan Korkmaz or something like, <laughs> like there's going to, there's going to be chatter. About Another Ume Blob, yeah. Rudy. <laughs> yeah. There's going to be all this chatter. I mean, I hope it doesn't go this way. I'm hoping they finally buck the trend now that they have so much, um, so much money and, and, you know, resources available to them. Somebody just brought up in the chat, Miles Turner. That's another, that Miles Turner, kind of another pipe dream. I'm not sure if the Spurs will be able to without some kind of, uh, big trade yeah. or, you know, well, here's a, lot, a, here's a name I, I can throw out. I throw out at you right now that I remembered is going to be on the free agent market is none other than Reggie Jackson for the Los Angeles Clippers. Oh yeah, I feel like you know he had that one good series or a couple games. Um, as far as I mean, I mean, I don't know. We're kind of already. He doesn't command a big paycheck. I don't know what his contract is. No, like. I saw the contract. Oh, okay. I saw the numbers. He's actually below uh, getting paid less. The only other guy in, that's in front of him that's getting paid more than he is right now is none other than newly crowned NBA champion Bryn Forbes. <laughs> wow. Of course. But the, the thing is, yeah, there's, I mean, there's so many. We were, we were talking about how the Spurs, what, they're going to end up drafting another guard. Like, there's, there's a, lot of, uh, like, a lot of guards already on the team. Well, and that's what I said. Well, we're going to draft guards. What guards are we talking about? Point guard or shooting guard? Because <laughs> there yeah. is a difference, you know? Yeah, but also just obtaining guards, too. Like, do we need to do that? Is that is that yeah. something we should focus on? Or we need to address Well, if they the... draft a guard, does that signal that they're willing, willing to go ahead and just, you know, call it on, on some of these prospects that we have? Well, a good friend of mine brought up a point to me the other day saying, he asked me, how many guards do the Spurs have? I mean, you a got lot. DeJounte, Derek, <laughs> Lonnie, and Trey. Yeah. Outside of that, there's really no other guard on the team. I mean, they're going to count Patty, but he's not on the team technically. Mm-hmm. DeMar is not on the team technically. Yeah. So you really only have four guards on this roster right now. So drafting a guard fills a need somewhat because Trey is not going to get those valuable minutes. Yeah. And, you know, you've got two point guards essentially with Derek and DeJounte. So you're still kind of missing on that two guard. Is Lonnie the answer at two if you can get him in the draft? Uh. I, I love me some Lonnie Walker, man. But I, no, yeah, but I mean, yeah, we we don't know if he's the absolute answer for at the two guard position. I mean, you can go Derek and Dejounte, but then who do you come back off the bench with? Yeah. I, I mean, Lonnie, Lonnie's got to show me something this season, dude. That's yeah. all I'll say. I mean, Dun- another guy's Duncan Robinson. I mean, if you oh, yeah. if you pass on if, uh, uh, what's his name, John Collins, you know, doesn't fill it in the air tonight. It doesn't come to San Antonio. Then you can throw good money at Duncan Robinson. There's your, there solves your shooting problems. I like right that there. dude's name. I mean, how can you not like his name? Well, he, he should Robinson? be a spur. He should be two the just, all two all time greatest. How much would he cost though? I don't, I don't know. Like uh, that's the problem. Yeah, yeah. you don't want to overpay. <laughs> I mean, he can shoot threes. He's he's a good you know team player, chemistry wise. All that there's no issues off off court issues. Um, but it is just about if it's worth it when it comes to what else they can do with that money and who they can attract and, and everything. So yeah, it'd be like Richard Jefferson all over again. Let's oh, throw money no, to rich yeah, yeah. and he gets here and See, it's that's like, why. it's oh, like we've been poor. burned by that before. So I've even uh, told you off air a couple of times, what do I call <laughs> Richard Jefferson? The stray dog of the NBA. Cause yeah. you throw him some scraps. He'll never leave. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's man. Why. <laughs> hey, and don't, I would say this to you guys. 
if they don't get a free agent this summer, who cares? Next summer's class is ridiculous. Save the money if you have to. I don't mind going a whole season, you know, being the uh, ninth seed, tenth seed again just for next year's class. I mean, you get a better Keldon Johnson. That's an easier way to recruit, you know, new guys to come to San Antonio. Yeah. Yeah. So getting off of the free agent talk now that we're going to start bringing the show to a close, we're going to go ahead and start talking about the upcoming NBA draft. And yes, I'm going to go ahead and plug a show that we're going to be uh, doing here for Project Spurs. Uh, me, you, Rudy, uh, Josh is going to be involved as well. Our good friend B- Benjamin Bornstein or Bornstein? How does he like to Steen. be? Bornstein. Bornstein. I'm sure. Or the Boomstein is, but... is what he's known as on, on Twitter. <laughs> uh, we're all going to be involved by uh, uh, having a NBA draft uh, live stream that's going to be coming up here on Thursday. Uh, it's going to be starting, I believe, at 7 p.m. Uh, for Project Spurs. So as we start getting closer to the NBA draft, Rudy, what do you think is going to be happening with one San Antonio Spurs? I know that we've heard some names and we've seen Kai Jones. He came to town recently, got a workout with the San Antonio Spurs. And there's been a lot of kids coming through here, you know, getting Mm -hmm. workouts, not only with the Spurs, but with a lot of other teams as well. Um, Let me ask you this. Who do you think that the Spurs will draft, but who would you like them to draft? Oh, God. I'd like Cade Cunningham. That would be my preference. <laughs> but um, sitting at 12, if I, I don't know why a part of me has them trading that draft pick. I don't know why. I just you have think they're going to go down or up? I think they're going to grab some assets and trade down unless they mm-hmm. decide to move a DeJounte or Derek and the pick to move up. I can see something like that happening. That's my what my gut tells me. But if they stay at 12... I don't know why I feel like Jalen Johnson is that guy that's going to be there because Kai Jones, I don't see him falling past Charlotte at 11. I think Jalen Johnson Damn is that you, guy. Charlotte. Yeah. <laughs> um, Jordan's going to finally wake up and say, hey, I can pair somebody with LaMelo. But Jalen Johnson's the guy that I think is there that's probably going to get drafted by the Spurs. Is he the guy that I want? I kind of – he's a dookie, so I'm not too happy about it. Oh, Gio would be happy about that. <laughs> Definitely, yeah. Um I, I don't know. Jalen Johnson seems to be that guy that's there. I've seen guys, uh, Corey Kispert's being mentioned there. Franz Wagner Falls, that's another guy that's being mentioned. I've seen Sagoon uh, actually being said, talked about him being, you know, making it up the draft board. He and is stuff. a fan favorite right now. Spurs Twitter. He likes is, him. but every week there's a different fan favorite. So, yeah. I mean, it, we can't yeah. really tell. I who think the, last week it was Kai Jones. I, You know, Burger Boy changes their flavor of the month, you know, once a month. We change our prospects once a week <laughs> as the flavor. But I, I like Jalen Johnson. The kid has a lot of potential. He's a big guy. He can definitely get you what, you know, he's not as explosive as a Kai Jones, but he gets you what you need. He fills that void that you definitely have been looking for. So he's definitely one that I would think that they would look at closely. Um, But I would say that the news coming out today with Keon Johnson being uh, working out for the Spurs, that is an intriguing one because that tells me that he might be falling and he was actually in the top 10 for me. So if Keon Johnson is there, I am loving that a whole lot. That's a defensive-minded guy who has offensive talent and he hasn't even scratched the surface on it yet. So I would love to see Keon Johnson. But either way, we're getting no tears because I think we're getting the Johnson & Johnson no, type of thing God. next year. No pun intended. Take me back to my youth. I don't know. I think that was intended a little bit. It was intended. Don't <laughs> any, let him lie any to sponsors, you. Any sponsors with Johnson yeah. & Johnson? Don't, don't let him lie to you, Josh. That was, that was, inti- <laughs> that was intended. Yeah, it was intended. <laughs> so well what done. about you, man? I mean, I know that... We've seen, you know, we got their pulse on, on what's going on with Spurs Twitter right now. And they've been throwing out a lot of names. Yeah. They're, you know, Kai Jones, uh, Segun, they're, they're, you know, fan favorites right now. Uh, anybody else did you, that you think is a real possibility at number 12? Yeah, I mean, he, I did see the Keon Johnson stuff, which is very intriguing to me also. Um, the thing about this whole, you know, it's not just Spurs Twitter. It's you go nationally. Like I've been writing you know, looking at different, the athletic, the ringer, ESPN, just kind of where everybody's falling, where everybody's rising. And there's really no way to tell outside of like the top four or five guys where people are going to fall. I've seen Kai down and mock to the Spurs. I've seen, uh, that was like last month. And then we see John Hollinger mocking him. Like he says he's the 32nd best player in the draft. It's like, 
this keeps happening with with all a lot of the guys that are kind of around the 12 range yeah um i actually just saw today i believe kevin o'connor mocked uzman garuba to the spurs which would be amazing i don't know if he can follow that that far but i mean I kevin could, o'connor I could get behind that i know exactly <laughs> so i mean if as far as want sign me up for that um kai jones i'm still uh, on the fence with but i'm i lean more toward what seems to be popular among Spurs Twitter that he would be worth the gamble just because of all the tools he has and his yeah. work ethic. I've been reading, you know, um, his, uh, the UT coach was saying how he has the best work ethic of any big man. And I, I actually just wrote about him recently. So any of those would do. I just want some size. I want some athleticism. Uh, it's really just unpredictable what they actually will do, though, because it's so wide open and there's so much talent there. Yeah, interesting to say the least, you know, but if you all want to know a little bit more about what's going to be happening, you know, with the San Antonio Spurs at that 12th position, I believe they have to look no further than our our good friends over at Project Spurs because they have a mock draft, I believe, coming out here pretty soon. Mm -hmm. So that's going to be interesting to see what the staff uh, has on their boards, you know, especially at that 12th spot. I want to see what Ben is is thinking. I want to know what Benjamin's going to be thinking. Yeah, so I know, uh, hopefully, maybe Rudy can give us a mock draft as well. I can do it. I did a couple already. I can definitely do one for Project Spurs. Uh, I'm going to have the Spurs trading up to the one position on my mock draft somewhere. <laughs> That'll be easy then. <laughs> yeah, I think we're just going to give up Drew Eubanks, and we're going to get the number one pick You easily. know, if the Spurs <laughs> did trade up to number one, you know who, who would be ecstatic about that? Our good friend Wesley Perkins. <laughs> yeah, I don't think Cade Cunningham would be happy. But, yeah, I mean, Wesley would probably be happy. <laughs> He'd probably Kate, want. Cade's not happy about going to Detroit. Let's not be nobody's, real. <laughs> ain't nobody happy about going to Detroit. <laughs> well, Chauncey Billups was, and Ben, what was it, Ben Wallace, and all them. They Wallace, were pretty happy. Rashid. As far as Ben, they were I believe uh, Ben Bornstein. I think the last time I kind of, uh, you know, picked his brain about it, he was on board with Franz Wagner because of. I guess his, his size and shooting. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we'll see if it, it changes by the by the actual draft night and see what he's thinking because um, I haven't heard that very often. But well, here's the thing with so ben. many his 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 picks will change depending on how many beers he's got in him. Okay. <laughs> wow. Should that be part of the strategy on draft night? That'll be part of the strategy on draft night. <laughs> he won't. Yeah, he'll be remote. So yeah, I'll be like Ben. How many beers you got? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Two beers ago, you said somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't wait to go to Ben. Hey, Ben, Detroit's on the clock. We know it's going to be Kate Cunningham. He's like, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Kai Jones is the man here. And that's what I mean. Like, uh, yeah. Somebody's drinking a little bit too much. Yeah, there. there you go. That's the strategy. But, you know, the Warriors, real quick, the Warriors are talking about moving seven. They yeah. want to get out of the seventh spot. Is that something that every team, well, not every, but one team we're concerned as the Spurs look into? I mean, because... There's that yeah. DeMar thing right there. Yeah. They want yeah. that third guy. DeMar is well, that third guy. Well, here's the thing. What if he doesn't come back? Then you're kind of forced to have to make a move. Unless you're going to do something in free agency, you're going to have to go ahead and do something in the draft, you know? Mm-hmm. And my thing is, the the way that the Spurs should think about this is, if you see a franchise-changing player that's going to fall at number seven and you absolutely must have him, you got to bring the house, dude. I mean, at this point, what are we going to be waiting for? Uh, miss yeah. another playoff run? You know, I mean, fans are getting antsy, you know, mm-hmm. and, and the I believe that I didn't see the AT&T Center jam pack when they did open it back up again. Fans want to go ahead and see the team win. And when the team wins, it's an exciting game to watch. Um, right now, we're kind of in that rebuilding phase, reloaded phase, whatever you want to say. But unless you see a, a franchise-changing player at that position, you're definitely going to want to change, uh, you know, go ahead and, and trade best, up yeah. and, and get that, that player, said player, because we need all the help we can get right now. And if you can get somebody that's maybe in seven or you want to trade up six, seven, eight, somewhere around there, that's doable. just depends on, on who you're willing to give up, who you're willing to dangle in front of, you know, your pick plus – some other picks or some assets that we have that might be attractive to some of these other teams. And again, I say don't get attached to players because yeah. anybody can go at any time. We've seen that happen time and time again mm-hmm. with one Sean Elliott, Malik Rose, 
you know yeah so they they were fan that's favorites tough. you you actually got i'm looking at the screen you've got a uh a comment i think on youtube it looks like haiti if i'm reading the name right haiti is asking about jericho sims that is a very 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 good prospect there and that's the reason why i say i think they can trade down grab some assets an early second round or somewhere because a guy like jericho sims who's equivalent to Kai Jones as far as, you know, getting up and down the court. The guy we saw basically hit his eye on the rim. Oh, right. During, okay. That's yeah, right. as him. <laughs> you're getting a, a big guy that is, you know, very athletic. So a Jericho Sims is a guy where definitely you wouldn't mind being on the Spurs, but you don't want to put – you don't want to take him at 12. And she's yeah. saying that it would be a, for a second-round pick. I agree with that. If you get him in the early second round, so said trade down, get some assets – Oklahoma City has two picks, and uh, actually they have three picks, but they've got two right after you. I think it's like sixteen and nineteen or something right there. I, I got I got tortured on Spurs Twitter when I said, "Well, why not give you know Oklahoma City twelve and we get sixteen and 19? Two better two players in this draft in this loaded draft is better than one. Yeah. So that if you want the rebuild to start now, do it that way. But again, Jericho Sims, another guy you want to look at if he falls to Spurs in the second round. I'm not ha- I'm not disappointed with that. I'm very happy with someone like yeah, that. Yeah, because the Spurs have the 12th pick, and I think they have, what, the 41st, 41st or the 40th? Yeah. yeah, 41st, I believe. 41st The Jokic pick. spot. Yeah, exactly. Jericho so, Sims. Jokic. Hey, they, they've they been able to pick up, Jokic. Yeah, they've been able to pick some diamonds in the rough. We've seen that happen with Tony Parker and when Manu Ginobili, yeah. who they got almost dead last. Yeah. You know, he almost didn't even get picked. And he turned out to be, you know, a genera- generational type player for us you know mm-hmm. one of the best six men that we've ever had you know don the silver and black see i graduated in 97 and i put my name in the draft and they went with tim duncan <laughs> i don't know why i was promised to be picked number one that year they didn't pick me i still don't forgive the spurs on that i don't know. i don't i don't see why tim duncan got drafted over me uh, how at m- all how many tacos were you eating back then uh, I was actually in shape then. I played okay. basketball, so yeah, I was I was in shape. So you were in prime playing shape. Then. Uh, I, I I was a little overweight, maybe by a couple <laughs> pounds. But I'll never get under, I'll never understand why Tim Duncan was drafted over me ever. Yeah, I don't know. That me. guy's not good. He's terrible. His bank shot. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I could do the bank shot. <laughs> His post game. I, I had all that. I had all that. He could shoot a three to to win the game for you. Yeah, I had all that. I had all that. <laughs> There's no reason why I was passed up. Mm-hmm. I you know what? I got so upset. I left the draft. I didn't even want to get drafted. Right. And maybe it yeah. had to do with that, yeah, the height advantage. That's all he had on me. That's all he had on me. <laughs> I think we're about to get another season to assist. <laughs> they're going to come out here and they say, you know, and the thing is, Rudy has not been drinking. <laughs> no, that's sad. I'm, I'm saying this sober. <laughs> <laughs> right. So we're going to go ahead and start bringing this show to a close at, on that end. Uh, but before we do, let's go ahead and go around the, the table here. And I know everybody's been able to see. Uh, our names and also our Twitter handle. So once again, Josh, where can they follow you on Twitter? Yeah, as you can see down there at Josh810 is my Twitter. I'm always writing about the Spurs uh, for Air Alamo and promoting Project Spurs stuff. Um, I just wrote about uh, Kai Jones, how he's slipping in mock drafts recently. Um, that just came out today. So if you go to my Twitter, you can see I linked to that. Um, and of course, in a week, we'll be doing the Project Spurs uh, live draft coverage here. We're going to be doing some giveaways, some cool um, one-of-a-kind stuff that we'll have uh, yeah. for people that are watching and also for people that are sharing the Project Spurs Twitter and going to their YouTube channel. So a lot going on that I'm excited for and uh, can't wait for this draft to uh, to come up. Yeah, and good on you for going to the San Antonio FC game. I know you went because you wanted to see Derek White, but I mean, it was <laughs> I didn't even know he was game. there until I saw it later. I go, oh, that's cool. But yeah, that, that was man, three to zero. I mean, I didn't expect that. I yeah, was pretty yeah, against was a, a very good team. Yeah, I know. I, I looked up the records before, and I was like, "Oh, this is not good." Yeah. And then, <laughs> and sure enough, they just blew them out. We we ended up walking out like toward the last minute, and they scored again in, the, in like the oh wow overtime, like in the ninety second minute. And like, were you oh, walking out, and you were like, "Ole, ole, ole!" Channel my inner Ginobili. Uh, but yeah, that was fun. A lot of uh, cool local stuff going on. And there you go. And Rudy was at uh, the missions game, too, as we started bringing this around to Rudy. Yeah. And you were there for the uh, the storm that was, uh, that was 2021, awesome. $2 Tuesday. That was awesome. $2 Tuesday, Storm 2K21. I mean, it was it was pretty cool. I liked it. Derek White was actually throwing out the first pitch there. So 
That was cool. He bounced it. Um, wasn't great, but you know I've seen worse. So as long as he's healthy after. Yeah, his arm. He looked very healthy. His arm was very, very fine. Uh, but no, as far as me, you can follow me on Twitter. That's at sweep the league. We've got the draft coming up next week. I am looking forward to getting cotton mouth again because I will be hosting the draft for Project Spurs. There's plenty of water next to me, so I don't actually uh, go cotton mouth, but it's going to be fun. We've got a lot of giveaways every hour on the hour. Draft starts at 7 p.m. for the coverage for us starts at 7 p.m. Draft is at 7.30. we got the best coverage. We've got amazing staff guys from Project Spurs joining us. It's going to be a lot of fun. And outside of that, man, I'm just I'm excited for this draft. I'm really excited for it. Yeah. My mouth isn't, but I'm really excited for right. it. That's for sure. Yeah, and then we got some things to talk about, too, because we're going to be coming out with the new show uh, featuring one Rudy Campos, and it's going to be him talking about another passion that he has, which is boxing. So yeah. look for that coming out pretty soon here. Yeah, boxing, wrestling, MMA, basically all contact, contact sports. Yeah. So yeah. Midget wrestling. Uh, I mean, mid- well, <laughs> if we got time, we'll get to it. and We might come up short. Well, you have the fight of the century. <laughs> you have the fight of the century going on over there in Russia. I keep on seeing that little dude <laughs> popping up on oh, my Twitter uh, handle, the Hasbula. Hasbula. <laughs> we're we're going to try to get him uh, interviewed on the uh, on the show that we do. Hey, yeah, man, that little brother's living life right now, dude. <laughs> I know. I can't, I can't imagine, man. I cannot imagine that. But... Yeah, it's going to be fun. Uh, we're looking forward to that. I'm pretty sure that'll be kicking off here uh, relatively soon. But, yeah, man, all the work that we're going to be doing for Project Spurs is going to be fun. I'm, I'm excited. I'm yeah. ready to go. The, uh, the prodigal son is home, put it that way. Right. There you go. <laughs> so make sure you go and follow Rudy. Make sure you go follow Josh. And if you want to talk with me about, you know, anything that has to do with the world of sports, go ahead and follow me at Two Shots Podcast, all spelled out, T-W-O, Two Shots Podcast. And I'd be happy to talk with you anything that's going on, like, you know, Spurs-wise, maybe Cowboys, because I'm a Cowboy fan. I know that they're probably going to come up to me and say why. I, I guess I'm just a glutton for punishment. Well, you know? hey, the last time the Bucks won the title, the Cowboys won the title, too. So it might be a good year to be a Spurs fan. I mean, I swear, a Cowboy fan. I'm sorry. Well, no. Spurs fan, too. Spurs fan, too. Over the, over the, over the last, what, oh, yeah. 20-something years, it hasn't been good for a Cowboy <laughs> fan. So <laughs> I think that this is going to follow suit with that. No matter how many times Jerry cries. At the press conference, <laughs> it ain't going to help the team because their secondary is still questionable. It, yeah, Jones, it's very, it's very. I mean, they have they have the options to get a couple of players, but it's they, I don't know what it is. They I, like I the know. team they have, Rudy. <laughs> well, it's it, all offense, no defense. I'm not taking shots, but it hasn't quite worked for the Spurs. So. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't want to get into that because I don't want to. <laughs> You're going to come for you, Rudy. I don't want to get fired and I just started here. <laughs> Cease and desist from Twitter is coming. Oh, all God. right. So for, for Josh Perez and uh, Rudy Campos Jr., I'm Joe Garcia. Thank you all for watching. And we're also going to go ahead and put this uh, out as a podcast. So thanks for listening as well. Uh, on that note, well, we like we always say, spread the love, stop the hate, and be kind. We're out. Peace. Peace.